the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joining me right now is a a brilliant political strategist, a great writer, a true patriot. He is the guy that ran the campaign, the winning campaign for Donald Trump in 2016. He also happens to be from the very great state. Live free or die, New Hampshire. Corey Lewandowski, welcome to the show. Welcome. Good to have you here. Well, Trish, thank you, and Merry Christmas to you and to your listeners, and I hope you get to spend some time with your friends and family over the Christmas. I know that Anthony Fauci said he's not going to see his children. The good news is I don't want to see his children either. <laughs> well, Deborah Burks is uh, is resigning, I see, retiring or whatever you want to call it amid all the uh, hoopla. You know, I, I'm just struck. I, before we get to the, the bill and everything, I am struck by the hypocrisy of all this really and truly because you know what? Corey, like I take things pretty seriously. You know, they, they tell me you can't get your hair done. This is back in what, March and April and May. Everything was shut down. I couldn't go and get my, you know, I like my highlights in my hair. What can I say? I'm a girl. So I didn't get it done. In fact, my hairdresser would leave color for me on the stoop, on the step. I'd go and get that and I'd do it myself. And yet Nancy Pelosi goes in opens up the whole salon for herself, gets her hair done, doesn't wear the mask. It's amazing to me. Or Lori Lightfoot says only, only, you know, essential activity. And when they say, well, why did you get your hair done? She says, well, you know, I'm the face of Chicago. Well, you know, what about the woman who maybe is is celebrating her 40th anniversary with her husband? Maybe, maybe she kind of wants to have her hair done for for a big night. I'm just, I'm blown away by the hypocrisy. And Gavin Newsom and the rest of them, Rhode Island governor, uh, I mean, out at a, a painting and wine bar while she tells everybody else only essential activity. And by the way, not wearing a mask. What is going on? Yeah, it, it's amazing. You can add to that list the mayor of Denver who told everyone not to go anywhere for Thanksgiving, but then he got on an airplane and went somewhere warm for Thanksgiving. I mean, it is true, Trish. The hypocrisy is amazing, but there's no recourse to the problem. Gavin Newsom, look, I hope they recall the guy for the way that he is governed in California, but Nancy Pelosi will never have a recourse. You know, Gavin Newsom is very unlikely to lose a general election to a Republican. Uh, The mayor of Chicago not going to lose in that Democratic city unless it's by another far-left progressive. So this is the problem. We really have in many places a one-party system. And there's no accountability for those people. So they come up with these rules. They say you can't do this or you can't do that. The mayor of Denver, same thing. You can't go anywhere. And then they're caught and they say, yeah, well, oh, well. And, you know, Gavin Newsom, for all the bad press he got for going out to a lobbyist 40th birthday party, unmasked in a closed-door area, didn't give up a paycheck, kept going to work, still making money, still the, you know, the pride of the left. And that's the problem with our system. We need a better system. And I don't know what the answer is. Or we just need to have a better chance to recall people a lot faster. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's mind boggling. And here's here's another question. I'll follow it up. Whether we're talking with Corey Lewandowski, brilliant political strategist, he helped win 2016 for the president. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at c Lewandowski underscore. You know, Corey, these lawmakers should want their states to be prosperous, right? Nobody wants to be in the hole. Nobody wants to be really struggling budget-wise. And so I look at it, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, what's, what's in it for them to shut everything down and to make things so miserable? There's more creative ways, right, to go about this where you protect the people that need protection while simultaneously not infringing on everybody's civil rights in such draconian ways. So why? What is the motivation behind an Andrew Cuomo? It, it, it's fear and it's intimidation. And here's the thing, Trish, you know, you look around this great country and you see all these small businesses failing. We've heard the stories where restaurateurs in New York are never coming back. We've heard from small business owners alike around this country who say, hey, my business has been decimated after 20 or 30 years of trying to build it. I don't know of one government official or one taxpayer-funded employee who's been laid off during the world of COVID. I don't know of a state government that has shrunk their size to accommodate the smaller businesses. I don't know of any recourse when you're living off of taxpayer money. And we heard Mayor de Blasio just this week saying, hey, we're going to get a bailout from the federal government, is what he said. For the poor management that they have had in New York City, for the devastation, which will probably take 10 or 15 or 20 years for that city to come back to where it was pre-COVID, they just expect the government bailout. And, and that's a real problem because these elected officials, in my opinion, should have reduced the size of their state or city or municipal government by the number of businesses that have been reduced. It only makes sense. If you've got no restaurants that are open anymore, do you really need health inspectors to go to these things as much as you did before? If you've got no building going on because you're in the world of COVID, do you really need building inspectors? How come there's been no reduction in size of any government employees who are living off the taxpayer? No, and, and, and now Bill de Blasio, Comrade de Blasio, is going to get $4 billion for his New York City subway. We are talking right now with Corey Lewandowski. He's the author of some really terrific books, Trump, America First, a terrific book that he's just out with this year. Great Christmas gift, by the way, for people. I, I encourage you, you can go to uh, Amazon and get it there. Trump's Enemies, uh, he has that book as well as... Um, let Trump be Trump, the first in the series. Corey Lewandowski, uh, what, where, do we, where do we go from here um, with Georgia? What, what's going on? I, what's your insight into the ground game right now? Because I'm looking at what Stacey Abrams and others are doing, and they've been pretty darn organized on this whole absentee ballot thing. I, I don't like the absentee ballot thing. I hope we, we get rid of it after this pandemic thing is over. But how are Republicans countering it? Are you confident that they're countering it enough? What more could, should be done in these final days? Well, look, I think there is a huge level of frustration in Georgia amongst the people who voted in the presidential primary down there. They believe, many of them, that the election was stolen, that the integrity process was not in effect because there was no signature verification on the mail-in ballots. And they're concerned that that is still the case right now. And we have heard growing calls for Governor Kemp to call for a special session, which for some reason he has refused to do, and I don't understand it. But here's my real concern, Trisha. I've been down to Georgia. I was down there last week to campaign. I'm going back down on the 3rd and the 4th right before with the president. And and here's what my concern is. The Republicans down there, the conservatives, even the, the moderate Democrats, should not take out their frustration on David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. 
because by doing so and sending the two far-left liberals to Washington, D.C. as U.S. senators, you're not just impacting the state of Georgia. You're impacting the entire republic because if the Democrats control the U.S. Senate, and Joe Biden is sworn in on January 20th with the Speaker Nancy Pelosi, there will be no check and balance in government. This will be akin to what happened with Barack Obama in his first two years of his presidency, which gave us Obamacare, which we're still reeling from today. These two leftists, uh, Ossoff and Warnock, are so far to the left that they will vote and make it look like Chuck Schumer is a moderate from New York. So I implore the people of Georgia to be smart. You know, it is your opportunity, your privilege to go and vote if you so choose to exercise that. That being said, don't hold David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler accountable for the failures of your governor in Georgia or your secretary of state. Go down and put a check and a balance on potentially Joe Biden, about 100 percent a check and a balance on Nancy Pelosi, because our very republic is at stake. I'm actually really, really worried about it. And, you know, I look at this bill that has everything in there from, you know, gender programs in Pakistan to new museums at the Smithsonian. And again, like, you know, you know me, Corey, like I, I, I'm a pretty cultured person. I, you know, I, I love classical music and all that. I'm all for the arts. I do believe it should be more privately supported. Um, but I certainly don't think this is the time and place to be talking about how much money we're given to this pet project and this pet project. And I worry that if, if Georgia goes badly, for Republicans, there's going to be absolutely no adults in the room. And at that point, it's it's sort of game over. I mean, you know, we'll have a chance in two years to sort of hopefully get it under control. But the more you make people dependent like this, the more you destroy the foundation of our great meritocracy, something that, you know, the live free or die motto really has always stood for. And I know that you stand for. So here's my question. How do you do this right now? I mean, look, you you know how much I've reported on Venezuela. You know how I've reported on the opposition there and how disenfranchised they feel and they believe that Maduro stole the elections. Actually, he probably did. But that causes this sort of depression, right, if you would, among the base that would come out to support uh, people that would be running against Maduro. And so I don't want to see the same kind of like suppression of votes or depression among Republican voters where they feel like, oh, you know, they can't do enough. And, you know, and by the way, this has nothing to do with the voting machines or anything, just to clarify that. I'm just talking about the sort of general malaise that you see that people are so frustrated there in Venezuela because their guy didn't win. And so then they just they 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 they, they just go home. They say, forget about it. I'm not voting. And they, they try to just invalidate the election that way. And that's not the answer. The answer is chin up, move forward, keep going. That's exactly right. And, you know, Trisha, as you're talking about this COVID relief bill, 5,593 pages, and you've touched on some of these, but let me just remind your listeners right now of what's really in this bill. $700 million for Sudan, $25 million for Pakistan. You know, hey, maybe Burma is a great country. There's $135 million in for Burma, $453 million in for the Ukraine, $1.4 billion for something called Asia R-I-A. I don't even know what that is. $1.3 billion in for Egypt. Right? We're, we're giving billions and billions and billions of dollars away overseas. And what do the American taxpayers get? What Nancy Pelosi called a pittance. $600 yeah. is all they get. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. 
It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.